Thank you for tuning into the New Covenant Life Christian Church podcast, where we are loving God and loving his people. It's all about him. Our focus is spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ and advancing his kingdom in the earth. Now, let's join Pastor Pete Pierce for today's life-changing word. Amen. Stand to your feet if you don't mind. It's real quick. Turn to the book of um, Job. Book of Job. You just been born again, you might call it job. <laughs> Amen. But it's all good. Amen. Amen. <laughs> but it's actually called the book of Job. The book of Job, uh, chapter number eight. And I'm going to read to you verse number seven. I'm going to read it from the King James Version first, and then I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. Amen. Are you there? Amen. So I'm going to say almost. Y'all there? Amen. Praise the Lord. It says this one verse, verse number seven. It says, though thy beginning was small, yet thy latter end should greatly increase. Somebody say my latter is going to be bigger than my beginning. Amen. Father, we bless you on today. We magnify you, Lord. We see you bigger than any situation, circumstance, anything that we may be dealing with even now. Father, we trust you. God, you, your word says in all of our ways, if we just acknowledge you, you would direct our path. And I continue to direct our path. Holy Spirit, even on today, direct my mind, my thoughts, God, to be able to, to sow the seed that's needed in the hearts of your believer. believers. We pray even now, God, for the miracle of the sower, that everyone in here is good ground. They're going to bring forth fruit in their lives, some 30, some 60, and some 100-fold. Now, we bless you and we give you all glory and all praise. It's in your son Jesus' name that we do pray and all the people of God said, amen. amen. Well, you may be seated in the presence of our life-changing king. Amen. As a, as a subject or a thought that we're going to kind of talk about today, it's going to be our subject is thank him as you go and grow. Amen. amen. Somebody say thank him, thank him. As, you as you go and grow. Amen. And grow. Now, now I, I want to say this about this particular verse that we shared with you this morning out of Job. Everything in the Bible is truly stated, but everything in the Bible is not a statement of truth. Amen. So this particular verse is, is kind of unique. So sometimes there's verses that we'll pull out of scripture. And I, I promise I'm going to try to my best that anytime I do that, I, I, I'm talking about a scripture that's dealing with not exactly the content of what was happening I want to let you know that amen now this particular statement is a statement of truth but when you read the story you know this is one of Joe's friends who actually said it amen and you know he has some his friends yeah if you read that whole story Yes, Brother Claus and his friend had issues amen that's true this, this is one of his friends his name was Bildad he was trying to ask, call himself trying to encourage Job, and this, this particular statement that he, 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 he said, it is encouraging, and it is a statement of truth. But if you, if you read the context of it, man, you know, before that, he said, man, you, you know, your children basically die. It's like, they must have sinned. They must have deserved it. So even in the whole context or the content of that particular story, we can extract the truth that's there. Amen. Because the thing that he said, now here's the thing, he didn't even know he was telling the truth. He said, thou beginning was small, and yet thy end shall be greater. He didn't know what he was saying was true. But we know the rest of the story ended up being greater. Amen. It was a statement of truth. So Romans chapter 8, verses 28, it says this. 
And we know that all things, somebody say all things, work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. All things are all things. Amen? That ain't deep. That's just clear. All things are all things, but they work together for the good to them that love God. So there is a prerequisite of all things working together for your good. You have to be someone that loves God. And who are called according to his purpose. Amen. You have to be called according to his, to his purpose. Now, the Bible tells us in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and 18, in everything, in everything, not for everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So not for everything. That means you're going to have some things that deals with those all things that we just talked about that are not going to be comfortable. But in those uncomfortable times, give thanks anyway. It's in them where you give thanks. Not necessarily form. That's right. That's right. Amen? Amen? You got to have understand the revelation of a difference. Now, every believer, every believer, every born again, a born again believer has a destiny and an assignment. But we can't get the two confused. Amen? Amen. A destiny and an assignment or a call. Now, let's read the next verse in Romans chapter 8, verse number 29. And it says this. For whom he did foreknow, he also predestinated or predetermined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. Now, let me read that from the, the passing translation. Just a little clearer. It says, for he knew all about us before we were born. And he destined us from the beginning to share the likeness of his son. This means the son, of, the son is the oldest among a vast uh, family of brothers and sisters who will become just like him. That's why we call Jesus our elder brother. Amen. He's big bro. And we're going to be just like him. Amen. So listen, the destiny of every believer is to be conformed into the image of Jesus. That's the destiny of every believer. Is to be conformed in this in this image and in his likeness. Amen? Amen. But what happens now, that is our destiny, that but that's not necessarily our assignment. Amen. 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 <laughs> Your destiny is to be like him. All right. Your call may be something else. Amen. Now you get to enter your call when you when, when your mind is transformed. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Do you understand the revelation of a difference? So so every believer has a destiny. So guess what your destiny is? It's to be like him, to be to be just like him. That's your destiny. Your now your assignment and your call may be different. But all of us, everyone sitting here. Is everyone a believer in the house? Wave your hand if you're a believer. Amen. So you have a destiny to be just like him, to be like your big brother. Hmm. Amen. Amen. Not to be like Mike. <laughs> Amen. You want to be like Yeshua. Amen. You want to be like Jesus. 
Now that renewing process, right? Now that we talked about Romans chapter 12, it tells us to be renewed, right? We're going to be transformed, brother, by the renewing of our mind. Now that renewing, that renewing process is just that. It's a, process, it's a process, and it changes, right? And it happens. Here's, here's the thing now. It happens little by little. It happens experience by experience. All right. See, you, as you go, you're going to grow. So that's why every believer is not born a, a seasoned or mature saint. We have to grow in things, right? And it happens little by little. Every person. Every person, everybody, your spirit, amen, you have a soul, uh -huh. and you live in a body, amen. all of us. That's right. You have a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. So when you're born again, now what happens is you have the spirit of Christ. But guess what? Your soul... <laughs> That's right, Lord Jesus. Your soul is what's being transformed. Amen? So that soulless realm is still there. So, so once you're born again, you will experience things or go through things that may seem like you're conflicted at times. Amen? To, to where, now you know you're born again, but then you, you walk and go through these times of confliction. Amen? It's like, it's like a... Um, it's like you have a twin. <laughs> it's a duality. Right? There's two it's like there's two of you. Amen. You don't know which one gonna show up sometime. Amen, somebody. Now this is happening to every believer. But as we work out our soul salvation with fear and trembling, amen, that spirit man is gonna get a hold of that soulless realm. Amen. That, that's, what we, that's, what, that's what we're praying to happen. So have you ever experienced that kind of stuff? Come on, wave your hand. That's what Paul was talking about in Romans 7. Right? He said, I want to do right, but I find myself doing that which is, which is wrong. But it's not me. It is sin that lives in me. So, right? He says, he, then he says this. He says, who would deliver me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? He answers his own question in verse number 25. We're talking about in Romans 7. He said, thank God. The answer is in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Then you get going to read in Romans chapter 8 where he talks about how we're not bound to the law anymore. Amen. That we can live this free life through grace. But listen, we have a duality or this, this other thing that we're dealing with and your development is going is to happen in your life little by little. Amen. Amen. Right. Amen. But you have to learn to thank him along the way. Even when you haven't arrived, you have to learn to continue to thank him, right? So Jesus even, even told us this in Mark chapter 14. You'll have to turn there. I'm going to read it for you. Write it down, though. Mark chapter 14, verse 37 and 38. King James Version. A lot of us are probably familiar with this particular story. And he says, he, And he cometh and findeth them sleeping and said unto Peter. Now you listen to the time when he took the three. He took his boys away. He said, just come with me, man. I got to go pray. I want you to, stay, to, to watch and pray with me just for a little while. Right? These are, the, these are the ones, right? The ones that he thought he could just really depend on. So he goes on to say, he said, um, Simon, sleepest thou? Could not thou watch one hour? You my boy now. I, I, I didn't just bring you here just to bring you. I could have brought one of the other disciples, but no, I chose you. 
I chose y'all to come up with me, right? And he, you know, these are the ones that, that were probably a little more mature than the other ones. Then right, right. he said, he said, sleepest thou? Could not thou just watch one hour? Verse 38 says, watch ye and pray, least ye enter into temptation. But then he gave the answer. He said, you know what? I know what the deal is. He said, the spirit is truly ready, but the flesh is weak. He understood that they weren't operating in the spirit. They were operating in their flesh. So them boys went to sleep. Now, how many of us have experienced this kind of duality in our lives? Well, you know, when it seemed like your, your evil twin showed up. All of us. Uh -huh. Amen. <laughs> Especially sometimes, you you know, and, and, and it's, you know the enemy, man. He man, he don't play fair, <laughs> and don't ever think he does. So you just came out of this incredible service. You know, it could be an incredible church service, or you know, you don't have one of your moments even alone with the Lord. You in your house, and man, you just you know, you just had an incredible worship experience. You and God, just like, oh, I love you, I love you, I love you. So I'm gonna go by the store before I leave. <laughs> go through the drive-thru they get your order wrong oh my god <laughs> you're driving down the street somebody just cut you off but you just left this powerful experience with the Lord and all of a sudden you find this other person you know they get mad they get you know shouting and screaming and doing all kind of crazy stuff you're trying to figure out what is going on on. So sometimes what, 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 what happens is you're trying to question how you really say. Well, you are because Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 kind of refers to what, what's really happening in your life. If you look at the, the, the uh, in Hebrews chapter 4, and we're going to teach this in this entirety one time, one day, one day. There's a process that we're going through that we're dealing with. So in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, it refers to this. It's when it says that the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, able to divide asunder or to marismos, both soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and is the discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Amen. Bishop, Bishop Holcomb taught a whole series, and I'm going to teach that same series, dealing with the marismos. Now, the marismos is that the dividing asunder, the only thing that can separate your soul and spirit is the word of God. See, because you and I, we don't know where the soul starts and ends. The only thing that does is the word of God. And it's the thing, it's the thing that's going to be able to divide asunder. To marriage most you. So there's times where you be going these, through these situations where it seems like two people are at, at the same place at the same time, and people around you saying, Well, I wonder which one is the real you. You tell them both of them are. Okay. Both of them is the real me. One is just in transition. Amen, somebody. Marriage most. The only thing that can divide it is the word of God. That's why it's so important for us to come and hear the word. Amen. Because you'll find yourself saved and your soul is around control everything that you do and you wonder why you're defeated. All right. Amen, somebody. But the thing I want to, I want to tell you and I want to just, to just encourage you on today, if you learn to thank God in every aspect of your life when you're growing, man, listen, you are, that's what you're doing. You're growing. You're, you're growing in your salvation. Thank him for everything. Thank him in every situation that you're dealing with. Continue to thank him. Amen. Somebody say thank him. No matter what. Listen, when you just got, you, when you just went off, 
and you did something wrong, he's merciful. You can go to him and repent and still thank him for who he is. Thank him for the moments. Say, God, I thank you. that I, I would have even known I would have had that marriage most moment if, if you wouldn't have, have allowed me to enter into this. I'm still growing. Amen. You are still growing. You are being conformed into the image of Christ. But one of the things that we deal with in our generation, especially now, and it continues to, 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 to magnify, is we want everything now. Man, we want everything now. Yeah, we live in a we say we we say we used to say we live in the microwave um, generation, but I want to change that because that word micro is is a millionth of a second. A nano is a billionth of a second. A pico is the trillionth of a second. I don't know which one we in right now. We ain't in, we ain't in a microwave generation. We may be in a nano wave generation because we want it quicker and quicker. I always like to do this illustration. I've done it so many different times. It's time is time. So doesn't it seem like there's not enough time? Or you keep saying the time seems to, to be going faster? All right. All right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, Does anybody think, I mean, seem to be experiencing that the time is going faster? Yes, sir. It's not time, it's you. It's not, because here's, listen, here's the revelation of a difference. 10 seconds today, what's today's date? November 21st, 2021. 10 seconds today is the same 10 seconds that it was 200 years ago. Or 20 years ago. Or 10 years ago. But it seems like time is moving faster. It ain't time, it's you. Let me prove it, let me prove it to you. Y'all count with me one time. 1,001, 1,002, 1,003, 1,004. 1,005, 1,006, 1,007, 1,008, 1,009, 1,010. Downloaded a song. You feel me? All right. Check your app. Check your Facebook page. Check your Twitter. Check Instagram in those same ten seconds. It ain't time as you. Amen. And see what happens is we get to the place where God says, "I'm going to bless you. I'm going to increase you. Just give it some time." And you said, no, the wheel is spinning. The wheel is spinning. You, you just, you. Y'all ever did that? I find myself sometimes just clicking. Click, 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 click. Trying to make it move faster. God is, saying, God is trying to tell you, listen, I'm going to increase you, but it's going to happen little by little. Moment by moment, because there's some things that I have for you. I just can't give it to you all at once because you can't handle it. But if you would learn to thank me for the whole process, everything I've promised you, I'm going to give to you. Just learn to thank me when you go through the process. Everything that he has for you, he's going to give to you. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57. How many know that you are more than a conqueror? God has already given you the victory. This scripture says, but thanks be to God 
who giveth us the victory, victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. You have to thank him for the small things even before you get the big things. Because there's certain things sometimes that you can't handle. You will start little by little and you're going to end with much, much. So don't be discouraged because your old weakness seems stronger than your new strength. Let me say that again. It blessed me when I wrote it down. Amen. So don't be discouraged when your old weakness seems stronger than your new strength. Or because your past defeat seems greater than your present victories. Thank him for the present victory. Thank him for the small things that you're going through. Amen. God wants to increase you. He wants to give you more, but he has to get you. Have to, we have to get to the place where we're grateful for the small things. Amen. Being grateful for the small things. God wants to increase you, and he's going to do it. How many know he's going to do it? He said he would. I love that. Somebody said he said he would. But see, increase, increase, there's a process to being increased. It's one part dying, it's one part growing. See, it's just like a seed. When you plant a seed in the ground, a part of it dies before it grows. So in order for you and I to grow, there's going to be some things that's going to be dying in our lives. There's some, there's some things that's going to fall off in your life as you're growing. And people around you don't understand what's happening. They don't understand that you're growing. They don't understand that, you know, God is doing some things in your life and they, they are confused while you're thanking him through some difficult times. You're thanking him through some time. Things are falling off of you. And you continue to thank him. They say, what's wrong with you? Don't you know what's happening? Yeah, I know what's happening. It ain't easy right now, but man, I thank him. Because he has more for me. They just turned your lights off. But I thank him. Because he has more for me. God is my source, not my resource. All right. Amen, somebody. Revelation of a difference. You have to know that he's your source. It's just like this. Greatness is often hidden until it's time to be revealed. Amen? Amen. So you take the story, of a, or the, the story of a caterpillar. You know, we've used this one. Preachers like to use this, and I like it too. Amen, a caterpillar. Because a caterpillar becomes a butterfly. But he goes through the process. But I believe if you could get into the mind of a caterpillar, you know, we always preach the story about the metamorphosis and, you know, the transformation that's going to come and he's going to go through all these stages and become a butterfly. But the thing that I want to focus on is that caterpillar. Because here it is. The caterpillar knew he was a butterfly all along. You looked at him and saw he was ugly. You looked like, look, and he moved real slow. <laughs> Little by little, because caterpillars kind of move slow, right? So you thought he was moving slow, and in his, in his mind, as he was moving and scurrying across the ground, he, he saw himself flying and, Go ahead now. and beautiful. You saw him moving slowly, little by little, and he says, if I just stay in the process... He's going to continue to move me inch by inch. You don't think anything's going on, but I know I'm a butterfly. You call me a caterpillar, but I call myself a butterfly. You have to know who you are before you become that. So the question is, who are you in your crawling state? If you can learn to thank God in your crawling state, knowing that you are a butterfly, that at the moment I'm nothing but a caterpillar, 
He's going to say, keep moving, keep crawling. Preach the word, preacher. Preach. Keep moving, keep crawling. So now you're this caterpillar, and you go from the, the, the state that you're crawling, don't nobody understand you, but you, now did he hide you? Come on. He hides you for that moment till he releases you. Remember I talked about calling and separation last week? The same example. He was, listen, he was called when he was a caterpillar, hidden in his cocoon, but he wasn't separated until that thing bust open and he became a butterfly. Calling and separation, there's a process. But learn, listen, I want to encourage you today, just learn to thank God through every step of the process. He wants you to fly, man. You're beautiful. You're successful. You're succeeding. Amen. Amen. I love to tell this story, man. I'm, I'm about to bring it to a close. I love to tell this. I call it the McDonald's story. Y'all maybe heard this one before. And I want to encourage the young ladies and the young men, you know, be patient for your mate. Amen. You want somebody, man, that loves the Lord, amen. You want somebody to love God because if, if you, listen, if, especially when you find somebody to love God, it doesn't mean that all the time, you know, if you find somebody that, that's not, okay, I ain't gonna get it. I'm, Holy Spirit said, don't, don't even deal with that. Okay, you want somebody to love Jesus. All right. Because if, you, if he loves Jesus, you already know what his destiny is or her destiny is. It's to be conformed into the image of Christ. Amen. It doesn't care what it looks like right now. If they're saved, their destiny is to be conformed into the image of Christ. So I use this McDonald's story. So I'm going to mess with the ladies right here. Can I mess with the ladies? So you and your girlfriend's going to McDonald's. And it's this nice looking brother behind the counter. You walk up, welcome to McDonald's. Can I take your order? And you telling your girlfriend, man. You know, isn't he cute or whatever, blah, 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 you know? And you come back the next day, welcome to McDonald's. Can I take your order? Your girlfriend said, you went back there? Yeah. You come back a third day, welcome to McDonald's. Can I have your number? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Amen. So you get a brother your number, you know, and y'all get to know each other. You find out he's saved, and, but he's working at McDonald's. So all your girlfriends, you know, they got the baller boyfriends who mistreating them, pulling up in the nice rides, you know, who's mistreating them. Don't know they got a queen, but you got your little welcome to McDonald's. Can I take your order? That's the one for some reason God is just, just saying, man, it's something about him. Here, here's the thing. You begin to thank God for your McDonald's boyfriend. God, you said, listen, I, I, if this is the one, God, I thank you for introducing me to who, such and such, Jaquan, whatever his name is, you know. <laughs> and he's praying for you and you're praying for him. The thing that your girlfriends didn't know and the thing that you didn't know at the time, he was working at McDonald's while he was going to school. Because once he saw how the McDonald's franchise worked, he said every single McDonald's franchise is successful. To him, he's saying, welcome to McDonald's. May I take your order? But on the inside of him, he said, I'm going to have me a McDonald's one day. What you didn't know, or your girlfriends didn't know, that this brother 
ends up owning a, a listen, a slew of McDonald's. So 10 years, that's, that's 10 years or so passed, and you and the brother done hooked up, and you know, God has blessed you, you're married with children and whatever, and then them same old girls that used to talk junk to you, you know, because in this brother's life, it was happening little by little. So y'all went from the apartment, come on now, to, to the rental house, from the rental house, you, you know, to a bigger house, from the bigger house to a great big old house, from one car to two cars, and your girlfriend. Still living with a mama. <laughs> because you didn't despise, welcome to McDonald's. May I take your order? You can't despise the small things. Because God has something for that brother. Amen, somebody. So if you got to start at McDonald's, that ain't your end. Amen. Just somebody say, stay in the process. You got to stay. Listen, in Zechariah chapter 4, verses, verse number 10, it says, Don't despise small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. To see the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hand. He, the, the Lord desires to see you started. But the plumb line, when he talks about, he, he, he gets excited when he sees the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hand. That means he started it off right. When you started with the plumb line, you talk to a, a carpenter or whatever. When they, they want to make sure before they build this thing that it's plumb. That you started right. When you started right, then you can build it right. And it starts slowly, little by little. You got to understand the power of little. Exodus chapter 23, verse 27 through 30. And then I'm going to be wrapping this thing up. I'm going to read this. Exodus chapter 23 to 27, verses 27 through 30. It says, I will send my terror ahead of you and create panic among all the people whose land you invade. I will make all your enemies turn and run. Verse 28. I will send terror ahead of you to drive out the Hittites, the Canaanites, and the Hittites. Now, aren't you glad you're a favorite? Right? Amen. Verse number 29. It says, but I will not drive them out in a single year. Because the land will become desolate and the wild animals would multiply and threaten you. Verse number 30. I will drive them out a little at a time until your population has increased enough to take possession of the land. A little, the, the King James Version says little by little. He's going to drive them out little by little because he's trying to increase you. He wants to make sure you can sustain it. Amen. Amen. So don't despise ever small beginnings. Have a small beginnings. The thing you want to be able to do is to make sure you start off right. Amen. So he's, he's, he's telling the children of Israel, trying to encourage them. That, listen, I, I've already given you the promised land. An 11 day trip took 40 years. Why? Because they weren't ready to go possess it in the beginning. And matter of fact, the ones that started out wasn't the ones that went in. So he has to prepare. Somebody said, I have to be prepared. I have to be prepared to go in. Amen. Matthew chapter 15, verse 36. I'm going to get ready to wrap this thing up, man. I got to keep moving. It, Jesus gives us a, 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 an example of little. 
how little is much. Matthew chapter 15, verse 36. And most of us are familiar with these two stories. I'm going to talk about the one in Matthew and the one in John chapter 6. This is the feeding of the 4,000 first. Matthew 15 and 36 says this. Then he took the seven loaves and the fish. What did he do first? He thanked God for them and broke them into pieces and gave them to his disciples who distributed the food among the crowds. Jesus knew, for, you know, the next scripture we talk, we're going to talk about in John, he already knew what he was going to do. He already knew what the father was going to do. But this first thing was, I think it was not necessarily for his, not necessarily for him, but he was showing us a pattern. He was showing us how to do it. He thanked God first. Then he took the little and it became much. Amen. John chapter 6 says this now. We have to be careful sometimes when we see the little things and we, and we, we think that they, they don't mean much. So in John chapter 6, I'm going to read verse 9 through 11 from the New Living Translation. It says, there's a young, young boy here. Same, same scenario, right? There's a young boy here with five barley loaves. Jesus said, well, what do you have? We got to feed these people. Five barley loaves and two fish. But here's, here's, here's what the reply was from the disciples. But what good is that to this huge crowd? Verse 10, Jesus just said, ignores that. He said, just tell, tell them to sit down, Jesus said. So they all sat down on the, on the, um, the grassy slopes. The men alone numbered about 5,000. Verse number 11 says, then Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks to God, and distribute them to the people. Afterwards, he did the same thing with the fish. And they all ate as much as they wanted. Once again, he's showing us the pattern. All right. Amen. He said to the disciples, what do you have? We got these two fish. I mean, five loaves of bread and two fish. And, and they were saying, what good is that going to do? So you can never take your little to the wrong person. When God has given you a little, listen, the bank's saying you ain't got enough money yet. You take that little bit of money, you take that little bit of whatever you have, and when you give it to Jesus, he's the one that's going to multiply it. Be careful with your little. Everybody can't handle your little. You can't give it to everybody. They don't understand it. But when you, when you give it to Jesus and let him take it, give thanks for the little things, he's going to be able to feel, feed multitudes. What's on the inside of you? Thank God for it in advance. Do you have a business on the inside of you? Who write the vision down and thank him for As you write, I thank you, God, that you're blessing this business. When you don't have nothing. Man, I told you the story about our business. We have absolutely nothing. Didn't, machinery wasn't even hooked up. But we were thanking God for a contract. Twenty, how many years? Long time ago. Amen. In my last scripture. Amen. Luke chapter 17, because I got to go. Good God of mine. Luke chapter 17. Go to Garfield. Go and get, get ready. We'll get, get ready, get ready, get ready. <laughs> you can get out musicians to play because I'm about to end it right here. Amen. Luke chapter. Y'all all right? I'm sorry I had to kind of rush through this this morning. Amen. Luke, Luke chapter 17, verse 11 through 19. We're going to end with this story. Incredible story. And it came to pass, as he went to Jerusalem, 
that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them who saw that he was healed turned back with a loud voice and glorified God and fell on his face at his feet, giving thanks. And he, and he was a Samaritan. It's a whole other thing there. And Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? They are not found to return to give glory to God, to save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith has made thee whole. His faith was manifested. He knew, they both knew, the Bible says that as they went, so can you imagine this, this scenario? These ten lepers come to Jesus. And he says, they said they want to be cleansed. And he says, go and show yourself. So as they turn to go, the leprosy begin to heal. Yeah. Come on now, come on now. But, and, but listen, the, the other nine were just excited to be healed. That one realized where his healing came from. And he said, you know what? I'm not just going to walk away and be, I got to turn around and give you thanks. But not what not was he only made healed. Not was he only healed. The Bible said he was made whole. Can you imagine the mental anguish to be a leopard for years? So God can remove or heal some things from you, and you still have the mental baggage that you're dealing with. But when He makes you whole, listen. When He heals you and makes you whole. We want to be whole. So we have to learn to give God thanks in everything. Right now, man, we're worshiping in a tent. But I thank God for the building. Every day I thank God. I said, God, I thank you for musicians. I thank you for a building. I thank you for the sheep that's here now. Because with you, listen, you are just like two fish and five loaves. When I give you to Jesus, Man, we're going to, together, together, you and I, we're going to feed multitudes. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? Let me pray for you. Lift your hands to the Lord. Father, we bless you. We thank you. Oh, we thank you, God. Thank you that you're taking this little and you're doing much with it. God, we, we, we can't say enough. And sometimes, God, we don't know what to say. The only thing we, we know to say is thank you. Not during this season, during this time when the world, God, we're, we're all gathering together as families and we're being grateful, we're being thankful. God, help us to be like the one. Because there's so many of us that's going to gather together and we're going to thank you on that one day, but we're going to turn around and be like the nine. No. We don't, be, we don't want to be like the nine. We want to be like the one. We're going to thank you, God, every day. Thank you, God. And even now, God, I pray for those who are going to be going home to see loved ones, to, be, to see family members are going to be traveling. Thank you for traveling, Grace. Thank you for your traveling mercy. Be with them until we come and gather together again. Father, we love you. Could do absolutely nothing without you. It's in the matchless name of your son, Jesus, that we all do pray. All the people of God shouted. Yeah.
Come on, shout it one more time. Come on, one more again, shout it. Amen. God bless you. I love you. Thank you for spending time listening to the Word of God. We pray that today's message has fallen on good ground and will produce a 30, 60, or even 100-fold harvest in your life. Don't forget to join us next week. Be sure to subscribe to the New Covenant Christian Church podcast and click share to share with friends and family because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. God bless you and have a safe and prosperous week.